You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Jaguar fans? This is your man, Tony Wiggins. Here on Locked On Jaguars, it is draft day 2021, and I wanted to drop this podcast on you for drive time as you guys make your way either home or down to TIA Bank Field for today's festivities. And I just want to let you know, man, this is for you. This is all for you, and we're going to let you know here in this first segment how much of this day is all about you. And I also have to let you know that it is sponsored today and brought to you by Rock Auto dot com that's right amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you when uh when i thought about sitting here doing this man i had to say that it it, kind of made me emotional it really did make me emotional because i said i got to do something to let the fans know that um today is really all about them uh the the long suffering that has really really happened so we're going to make sure we we acknowledge uh, the fans in the first segment. The second segment is what happens today. If it goes offensive, it goes offensive. If it goes defensive, it goes defensive. We're going to be happy either way. We'll go through and explain the differences and and what might happen uh, if the things go uh, one way or the other and why it really doesn't make a difference because segment three is about they have to get the most talent, the best player available. It could be a combination of both. The draft doesn't end uh, with the picks tonight. It doesn't end with the picks tomorrow. The draft continues uh, throughout uh, the entire weekend. Uh, uh, and the main thing is, man, they have to get a lot of talent in. So we'll discuss in segment three the totality of what this means for this franchise. But back to segment one. Segment one is all about you, the Jaguar fan. No one has endured more, I believe, than than you when it comes to this team not uh, fulfilling uh, its potential. Uh, throughout the course of its history uh, without uh, those three or four years where it was pretty successful. No one has endured more than Jaguar fan. And I've often talked about the faithful 45 to 50,000 people. And I've talked about being a grief counselor. And I've talked about how uh, this city and this town has had a hangover. The one thing, though, that, that resonates with me is how often the people and the city were blamed for the team not being good. And this isn't time for me to point the finger and blame anyone, but it is a time for me to first uh, talk about how we had to deflect that for so many years with so many people who were really, really interested in blaming, um, in blaming the fans for uh, the fans and the city for, for somehow the team not being is as good as as they're supposed to be. To me, it's it's injury to insult. It's adding injury to insult. There's nothing worse, in my opinion, than one, the fans suffering. Two, then turn around and having people blame you for the team not being good. And how many times did you hear me say over the years, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with the air we breathe, the water that we drink, um, the grass that grows here in this city. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Jacksonville if these same mistakes were made somewhere else, uh, you know, I don't care what metropolis you put 
this football team in, if these same mistakes were made somewhere else, the same results would happen. Uh, it's, it's like the team that's picking second, the Jets. They've been inept as well, and they're in New York City. Um, it, it's like the teams that are, that are playing in, in, in other cities that aren't good. You can't blame the fans for that. It, it's the mistakes of the football team are the mistakes of the people in charge, and, I, and I've said that over and over again. And sometimes I really felt bad for the base that there weren't a lot of times where it felt like people were really properly taking up for the fan base. But now we can almost say that stuff is behind us a little bit. We can almost get to the point where we can say, you know what? We, we, we're going to a new chapter. We're going to a new chapter, and that chapter starts officially tonight. Uh, we can say that it started when Urban Meyer took over this football team. And uh, for me, it started when it was a signal that they were going to move in a different direction and pretty much clean house because that's something that I thought needed to happen uh, about two years ago. But they waited. They waited. And I thought Shaq Khan's patience was uh, a little too patient. I thought uh, that he should have done this a long time ago. But nevertheless, he did it now. And by doing it now, what has happened is it has really, really ignited the fans and it has ignited the city. And he made a good decision by hiring Urban Meyer. And he also made a decision by I wouldn't say giving in to the demands, but understanding that when Urban took over, he wanted certain things to happen, and and Shad has done those things. And uh, so now we get to the point where all of this celebrating and all of the uh, all of the joy and all of the happiness, I'm glad that the fans are being put at the forefront. So Urban said something in in one of the uh, the releases that the team put out when he was talking to the team. He said, start winning and watch how this fan base goes nuts. And to me, the messaging, he gets it. Not only does he get it, but it resonates throughout this community that he gets it. And it's something that is is not overlooked by people like me and overlooked by people uh, in the organization. I've always said that messaging was a problem. First, you have to win. But if you're not going to win, at least control your messaging. This is a lot different chatter from talking about viability. You have to speak to people a certain way. You have to speak with people a certain way. And Urban Meyer is a guy that seems to understand that language. The fans have been put to the forefront. They haven't just been asked to do things and asked to contribute and asked to, to put up with stuff and to bear with things. The fans are now asked to hold the team accountable to join in as this team does what and fulfills its promises to a loyal group of people that have been there for them forever. They have promised excellence. They said they're going to give the best of the best. And they're promising to bring championships and they're promising to bring prime effort to Duval and to do that for a group of people that have given them prime effort for more than a quarter century. And tonight and today, and in the next few weeks, and hopefully the next few years or decades, this is all about you. This is all about my community. This is about where I grew up, and this is about where I raised my children. This is about Jacksonville. This is about Duval County. And anybody that doesn't like it that's not from here, we don't care. And this is not about me being a fanboy. What this is about is the team is going to team. They're going to do what they have to do. 
But when it comes to this community and it comes with these people in this community, no one has suffered more. And therefore, those that have suffered the longest should be the first to stand up and rejoice when things appear to be on the right track. So Duval, stand up because tonight, this is for you. So what will happen tonight? We don't know. And we don't even know what's coming. There's been a lot of debate about these mock drafts and who they should take and why they should take them. So I'm going to discuss that a little bit further with you. Should it be offense? Should it be defense? Should it be best player available? That's what I think. But what if it's offense? What if it's defense? What if it's a combination? How it plays out and what happens in those scenarios is something that we're going to discuss here on Lockdown Jaguars because in about four and a half, five hours, you guys are going to get the pick that you want, at least from the time that I'm recording this. You guys are going to get the absolute pick that you want, and it's going to be something else, man. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. I'll have more from Lockdown Jaguars in just a second. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you're investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash NFL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash NFL. That's Wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NFL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL and get started today. All right, man, it's draft day here on Locked On Jaguars. Uh, We're going to be doing the draft live on uh, Locked On NFL on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out tonight. But what happens, uh, number one is going to be Trevor Lawrence. is going to be absolute euphoria. Everyone knows that. Trevor is uh, at his home in Georgia. He'll be with his family. Who knows if he makes an appearance at the stadium. We don't know. It's a short flight from there to Jacksonville. We expect the 25th pick to happen around 11 p.m. um, at a festive, uh, for a festive crowd down in Jacksonville. What would happen? What's going to happen between 25 tonight and at the start of the draft tomorrow with 33, 45, and then 65? on day two what are the Jaguars going to do it seems to me that the more we hear they're going to go best player available regardless of position other than quarterback of course um Urban has had to be you know to get talked off the ledge a little little bit about going for need need is easy to go for right now because need you know from his interpretation is is the interpretation of what I, I assume he is always thought was in recruiting, if you needed something, you went out and got that. Whatever you needed in your program, that's what you go get. That's not the way it works in the NFL. In the NFL, whatever is available in the draft this year, because it's 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 not always the same, you go get whatever you have to get right now, and then 
uh, whatever, based on what's available, and then you do the same the following year. So what I've been trying to tell people is this. If you reach for a tight end at 33 this year, you use your second-round pick on a tight end, and he's not very good, then next year maybe you'll have to, you know, replace that guy anyway and you'll still have a need. So you use a priority resource, whether it's a free agent or uh, maybe a first-round pick next year on a tight end. So that's a resource that you used on a guy and you still have to use another resource on another guy, right? Uh, It's good to have two tight ends that can play. But the reason why you're going after another tight end isn't because you need two that you want two that can play. You're going after another tight end because the first guy you got can't play. As opposed to using that pick this year on a guy at a position because he's ranked higher at a position that may not be as big of a need, but he can play. So then next year when a tight end is there that can play and it lines up with your high pick, you use it on him. So now after two years, what you have is two guys at two different positions that both can play at a high level. Therefore, you didn't waste the pick. Now, if you decide to add another tight end that can play, now you have two tight ends that can play instead of a tight end that can play and a tight end that doesn't play well. You have two tight ends that can play, and then the other pick that you did not waste, you have a player at another position who also can play, and he's either starting or he's either depth. The goal over a long term is to get as many positions and get as many good players as you can and let things happen for themselves. So whether it's offense or defense, it doesn't even matter. If they get a lot of offensive players, that means Trevor Lawrence gets help. If they get a lot of defensive players, the defense continues to be fortified as it has been over the last uh, three years in the draft as well as the free agency period this year and even in the free agency period last year the Jaguars seemingly have used a lot of resources on defense. And so this is why, you know, when folks keep telling me they have to show up, the defense have to show up. I agree with you. But at some point, a team that when you look at them over the last 10 years and ask if there's one side of the ball that's been better than the other, which one has it been? It's been the defense. It has been the defense. You have to think that there's been some improvement with them hiring Joe Cullen and the, the staff that they've hired and the change in scheme over Todd Wash and his scheme that we were also tired of. You have to believe that there's been some improvement with the guys that they've uh, added in free agency. You also have to believe that there's going to be some improvement with the, with the increased emphasis on strength and conditioning and scheme. Therefore, it's not going to be the same. And they're also going to add more talent tonight on defense. They're not going to use all 10 picks on offense. So they will be able to address defense. And there will be another free agency period after the draft where if they have some holes they need to plug, they can do that. But the last four first-round picks this team has had have been on defense. Prior to that, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, Miles Jack, the additions in free agency of Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson were all defensive players and A.J. Boye, and uh, uh, Tashawn Gibson, uh, Gibson, and uh, Barry Church. This defense, the, the organization has used a lot on defense. The reason why I have been so heavy about them going on offense is because outside of Allen Robinson and Leonard Fournette, they haven't really drafted guys that you can consider household names or dynamic players on offense. And at some point in this league in the NFL, and I know – When Nick Saban said this, he was talking about college. He said, you can't win with defense anymore. You have to win with offense. This is an offensive-driven league. It is what it is. And I'm I'm tired of watching other teams around the league draft 
offensive dynamos, guys that are scoring touchdowns and going to Pro Bowls, and the Jaguars not having any. I'm tired of the fact that when you talk about the best offensive players that have ever played on this team, we still talk about Fred, Jimmy, Keenan, Mojo D, and, and Mark Brunel. That was 20 years ago. At some point, you got to stop doing that. At some point, we have to address the guys on offense. They have some nice players now. Get more. That's all I'm saying. Get more. Figure it out. Figure out a way to get some more dynamos on offense. And if the Jaguars are going to win two years from now, you know, in, in 2020, we got to understand in 2023, Marvin Jones is going to be 33 years old. Okay? They got to get more weapons. They're going to have to make a decision on DJ Chark this year. They got to get more weapons. You just absolutely have to get more weapons. So I'm not opposed to offense. I just don't understand why so many people seem to be opposed to offense and want to just continue to just add defense and infrastructure. If it goes uh, defense because they're going best player available, I don't have a problem with that either. Get more guys on the front seven. Get more guys that can cover. That's more opportunities your offense has if they can get the 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 uh, opposing team's offense off the field. And then uh, use your draft prowess and your ability, um, you know, to scout and, and get and use some of those third and fourth round picks on guys that can play offense. I don't have a problem with that either. I really, really don't. It's just that at some point we have to prioritize putting points on the board. I'm going to discuss some options and some surprise names, too, that could possibly be there when the Jaguars make their selections. I'm going to name about 10 names, uh, 10 or 12 names that you could possibly see for Jacksonville, and I'll do that for you guys in the third segment here on Locked on Jaguars. I've got to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action to go on the go. And as the NFL is on, the Kentucky Derby is back. The draft is going and the first leg of Triple Crown begins this week. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and the MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On and get that 50% welcome bonus right now. Got to tell you also about rockauto.com. It is the family-owned business where you can get the best prices on auto parts and accessories for any make or model of vehicle that you can think of. No need to go to a chain store and stand there with your hands in your pocket answering questions that you have no clue of what they're talking about. You can get on your PC or your mobile device and go to rockauto.com and they will answer all of the questions for you. Just enter the information and then they have a box when they ask you, how did you hear about us? I want you to put locked on in that box so they know that we sent you there. Therefore, you start, you start establishing that relationship and then you'll be starting to save 30 and 40, even 50% on the best auto parts you can imagine for any, any make or model that you can think of. But Rock Auto, man, is the best place to go to buy auto parts because they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, 
on all the car parts you will ever need. It is at rockauto.com. Why spend twice as much when you can spend that money somewhere else? Third and final segment here today. I'm talking about today here on Locked On Jaguars. Now, tonight, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May First, all right, so I'm give you some names, man. Some you've heard, some you haven't. Some of some of you may be familiar with. All these drafts, these mocks I see, it might go that way, but it never has. If it goes this way, you guys are the smartest people on earth, but it just might not go the way you think it might because traditionally it just doesn't happen this way. And it always seems as if um, the draft never really goes the way everyone thinks it's going to go. All right, that's just the bottom line. It just never, ever does. There's always some picks that you, you didn't see coming, and uh, when it happens, you're like, well, where did that come from? Well, who is that? Right, uh, Levi Anzuriki, right? I think that's how you say it. An, I always do this. Levi Anzuriki, the defensive tackle from Washington. Watch his name because the defensive tackle position is so thin, but he is a serious, serious three technique that makes a lot of sense for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a name that you're not hearing a lot about for Jacksonville. He might be there. Uh, Rousseau out of Miami. Urban loves those big, long, angular guys, and so does Joe Cullen. And people go, well, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. Okay, doesn't matter what you think. I'm telling you, they love those big, long guys. And coaches seem to think that they can coach any kind of talent up. Guys that are born a certain way and built a certain way, they feel like just give me the body, give me the talent, and I'll make it work. So watch out for that for you guys that are loving these guys in the front seven. Zayvon Collins, if he falls, they'll, they'll pounce on him because of the type of defense that they want to play. He can play off the ball. He can line up at the edge. And he can be that guy that plays multiple the way Charlie Strong has discussed that they want to play. And he just looks the part of a dude that used to play in Baltimore. Baltimore has all of these tweeners, and Joe Cullen is very, very familiar and used to them. Caleb Farley, if he falls in the draft, and I know he has some injury issues, but the thing is, is good corners like that are hard to come by, and good football players are hard to come by, and it's going to be you'll be hard-pressed to um, – to, to pass a guy up like that if you think he can help you, especially if they feel like he can help him in a slot a little bit and play some nickel and give him another physical corner um, because they play a whole lot of nickel in this defense. Uh, Joseph Asai out of Texas, um, really, really versatile guy, another one of those dudes that kind of like, look like, looks like those Baltimore Raven-type cats, 6'4", about 260 pounds. All I've heard is he's a workout warrior. Everybody loves him. Teammates love him. He gives it his all. He plays like his feet are on fire, and he runs around and he does a lot of different stuff. And Charlie Strong knows him very well. So does Chris Ash. They know him at Texas. So look out for a guy like that as well. And, of course, Christian Barmore, everyone keeps talking about him. I heard some things that might give red flags in terms of work ethic, but when you have that body and you have that talent, you have to watch out. I'm hearing, I'm feeling Daryl Gardner vibes. And those are too young to remember Daryl Gardner. Daryl Gardner was a kid that played at Baylor that Jimmy Johnson picked. Same issues, motivation this, motivation that. Well, Daryl Gardner ended up being a really good player 
when he played for Jimmy Johnson down in Miami. On offense, you got to think about Najee Harris. Najee Harris is a is a guy who reminds me a little bit of Matt Forte. He catches it, he runs it, he does. He's a versatile guy. He uh, played four years at Alabama, but he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body. He'd be a good guy to split carries with. Uh, everybody talks about James Robinson. Man, don't forget about James Robinson. I'm not forgetting about James Robinson. My point is, is what if you had them both? And what if, what if? Think about the the way you could grind on teams with both of those guys. Both of those guys can run. Both of those guys can catch. And then you got Trevor Lawrence with his RPO and then hitting those wide receivers down the field. Think of how dynamic you could be when guys have when teams have to worry about the passing game and then you're able to you're able to let loose on those uh, the guys those those guys with those running lanes. Just imagine. Teams are so worried about the passing game and then you're allowed to cut loose on those guys and give both of those guys about 13 to 15 touches a game whether it's in the run or a passing game. You'd be dynamic offensively. Think about uh Indy with Naheem Himes and their running back, their rookie last year. Think about teams like Green Bay when they had Williams and and their running back, their starting running back over there. Think about those 49er teams where you didn't know who it was going to be, whether it was Mostert or the other guy. Just teams that had more than one dude that was just carrying the ball, that was just grinding on, on teams. They're just giving teams the business all game. That's what I envision uh, when, I, when I see. And – if you combine Najee Harris with James Robb, both of them are hard to tackle. Nobody wants to tackle either one of those dudes. They're just running all up and, up and down on the field. It would be like Alabama playing in the NFL. So uh, look for stuff like that. And then, of course, any wide receiver, any wide receiver that they pick that can, can make an impact, and hopefully what he is is he's a very, very fast guy. Offensive lineman Tevin Jenkins and people like that um, – Guys that could come in and compete at right tackle, right guard, iron chopping iron, uh, Dylan Raydunes, who can play right guard, right tackle, and, and even be a left tackle of the future. Uh, guys like that that can provide competition now, depth later. And, of course, the tight end position. Maybe Brevin Jordan on day three. If you can get him on day three, day two is perfect. It's good, but day three would be perfect because I think he has a little bit of John New Smith in him. So, um, that's about it, man. We'll see you guys tomorrow as what we'll do is we'll go over a recap. We'll do a recap and we'll probably do a couple of recaps tonight on some locked on nows as these picks begin to roll in. Remember to tune in to, uh, locked on NFL on the YouTube channel as we get with draft network and we'll be doing that. So this is your man, Tony Wiggins, man. Enjoy the draft. Do all this all for you. You guys have endured a lot. So now I want you to enjoy a lot. Continue to take care of each other and enjoy what you see tonight. It's historic. Uh, and welcome Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville.